We are 11 days out from Ash Wednesday. How's Lent going? It's still Lent? Yeah, it's still Lent, okay? And it is Lent. And sometimes if your last 11 days have been anything like my last 11 days, like, wow, we are in this season, right? Because there's so much going on. So it's a good time to reframe, refocus, and come back uh, to the essence of this season. I wonder what you think of when you think of Lent. Like what words pop in your head? Chances are fasting, right? Self-discipline, right? Denial, um, not, yeah, self-denial. Let's just say that, <laughs> self-denial. Okay, um, let me reframe Lent just a little bit in this manner. That Lent is above all a time of deep listening to God. Lent is a time of deep listening to God. All the disciplines of Lent, prayer, fasting, almsgiving, they actually have to do mostly with listening, not so much with what we do, but in the way in which we create a space to listen to God. So prayer is probably the most obvious there. In prayer, we listen to God. Don't think that your prayer has to be all the, all the time you doing something. Mother Teresa, St. Teresa of Calcutta, she said, what God has to say to us in prayer is infinitely more important than what we have to say to God. Infinitely more important. So prayer is a listening to God. Fasting, that's a listening to the deepest desires of our heart. As we say no to certain superficial desires and we go deeper and we go to the deeper desire for God and we listen to that desire. That's what fasting is for. Not just to train ourselves or be, be strong or solid or, or stern, you know, but, but to listen to God, to listen to the deep desire God has placed in our hearts for him. And then almsgiving, of course, is listening to the needs of others. Seeing their need, listening to the call God places on our hearts to do something to help people in need. So all the disciplines are about listening Listening is at the center of our faith, actually, and not just the Christian faith, even to our, our Jewish roots, the great Shema prayer, right, from Deuteronomy 6. Listen, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, and all your soul. But it starts with listening. And listening isn't so easy in this current culture because there's so many voices that come at us, so many things that occupy our minds, our, our, our thoughts, everything. We're being constantly assaulted by images, by words, by noise. Lent is that great spiritual season where the church says, acknowledge all that and then step away from it. Very intentionally to listen to God. Did you listen to the gospel tonight? It's the great story of the transfiguration. You probably heard it. But listen. So listen to what has been revealed in this gospel. There are only two commands given. Everything else is either Peter trying to do something or descriptors. But two commands are given. One from the Father and one from the Son. When the father decides to reveal who the son is. He thunders his voice 
And he says, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. This is my beloved son. This is who Jesus is. Notice Jesus doesn't claim his own identity. Right? So often, especially in this postmodern culture, we have to create ourselves. We claim our own identity. Jesus never does. He never, ever does. Not in the scriptures, ever once. He receives his identity. And then he lives in the freedom of that identity. So the father at the baptism thunders, this is my beloved son. And then here again at the transfiguration, this is my beloved son. And then he gives a command to us to listen to him. To listen to him. Now, at that revelation, Peter, James, and John are overwhelmed. It is too much for them to handle. Peter, who just a little bit ago said, hey, it's great we're here. Let's build three tents. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Now he is on the ground afraid. Because when the holiness of God is revealed, when the Father and the Son are in communication and there's no doubt all of a sudden, our smallness is exposed. And actually, the right response is a reverential fear. Peter, James, and John are good Jews. They knew that if you saw the face of God, you would die. And so they are on the ground, actually afraid. But then here's the beautiful thing. Jesus, who is the word, Right? That's why the Father says, listen to him. Why listen to Jesus? Because he's the fullness of revelation. He's all of what God the Father has to say to us. Everything that God the Father has to say is contained in the Son. It's revealed in the Son. All his mercy, all his love, all his grace, all his challenge to us, all the, the ways in which we're called to convert, it's all revealed in Jesus. Jesus is the perfect revelation of the Father. That's why we're called to listen to him. But we don't just listen because of his teaching. We listen because he is the word. Not just that he has the words of everlasting life, but he is the word. And that word becomes flesh. And so as this revelation is happening, as Jesus' identity is revealed and Peter, James, and John are on the ground out of fear, cowering, it's Jesus who comes and touches them because he's the word made flesh. See, he's the divine word, the second person of the Trinity, God himself. But in the incarnation, he becomes flesh. God from God? Yes. Light from light? Yes. True God from true God? Yes. And the one who becomes one of us, who's not ashamed to call us his brothers and sisters, who's not ashamed to bring his divinity into relationship to us who are not divine. And it's in that touch that then the words of the second command come. Rise and do not be afraid. Rise and do not be afraid. You have a part 
is what Jesus is saying. You have a part with me. It's good you're here, yes, but way more than just celebrating who I am or acknowledging who I am, I'm drawing you into my relationship with my Father. That's who we are. You see, tonight the gospel is about identities being revealed. Jesus, yes, the beloved Son, that identity is revealed, but then through him, our own identity also revealed. Jesus, the Son from all eternity, perfect. But then through Peter, James, and John, our identity too. When the Son reaches out and touches us and says, rise and do not be afraid, we're brought into that dynamic. That's Christianity. See, Christianity isn't Lenten disciplines, us doing certain things in a heightened way at Lent and then the rest of the year too. No, it's a relationship. And in and through Jesus, that relationship is opened, that we actually have a place with him, through him and with him and in him. And that place is to bring us into our deepest identity and to know that identity in terms of the Son who leads us to the Father in the Holy Spirit. Last week at the end of Mass, I told you the story of John Paul II in Victory Square in Warsaw in Poland when he came to visit his people who were suffering under communist rule, right? And I told you the story of the, the communist leaders around the, the buildings, right, on top, looking down at all the people at Mass and, and John Paul II saying in Mass, you are not who they say you are. Let me remind you who you are. I mean, John Paul II was fascinated with identity. Not fascinated. It was a deep call in his heart to clarify to people who they are. It's understandable. He grew up under the Nazis and then suffered under the communists. Both brutal regimes that had an absolutely perverted understanding of the human person. And so John Paul II knew Identity mattered. Friends, it's so crucial today. How much pain is caused by us not knowing who we are? We take on, onto ourselves this crushing burden of creating ourselves, and it doesn't work. It just increases anxiety and anxiety. Or we buy into some lie either that we believe about ourselves or that someone else tells us about who we are. And Jesus came to save us from that. He came to save us. And our faith is so effective at that. First, because our faith reveals who Jesus is. And then because Jesus reveals who we are. So the same John Paul II who could say, you're not who they say you are. Let me remind you who you are. Also could say this, become who you are. Become who you are. Friends, your identity is not up for grabs. You don't have to forge it. God gives it to you. 
all of us who have been baptized, all of us have been claimed as beloved sons and beloved daughters. The same spirit which descended on Jesus in the Jordan descended on us when we were baptized. The same voice from heaven that says, this is my beloved son, says, this is my beloved son, this is my beloved daughter to us when we're baptized, we're claimed. It's not a question of negotiating. No, we are this. And then we have to become it. To become who we are. That's the great call in Lent and all the time, but especially in Lent, to listen, to listen to the one who knows us best, to create space for him to speak into our lives, our deepest identity, and then to follow through on that, to rise and not be afraid. As Jesus reveals who we are, then we live a certain way, we act a certain way, confident knowing who we are, where we're from, where we're going what we should do with this life that we have. That's what Christianity offers. That's what Jesus offers. So my friends, in this Lent, may we listen to him, truly listen to him. And then as he reaches out and touches us in a most personal way, knowing our hearts better than we know ourselves, as he reaches out and he touches us, then we hear him say, rise and do not be afraid. Rise and do not be afraid. Know yourself in him and let him lead you to the fullness of life. Amen.